Hi everybody and welcome to my podcast on cracking the code into the pharmaceutical industry. My name is Lizzie and I have recently graduated with a Masters of Neuroscience. If like me you're looking to step out of academia and into the pharmaceutical industry, then this podcast is for you. I'll be speaking with experts in roles within the industry, science graduates who have made it as well as specialist recruiters for their top tips. Does this sound interesting? Then just hit play and let's get into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am joined by Brendan Stewart. Um, Brendan and I are actually work colleagues. He's um, a GP medical representative like myself. So hi, Brendan. Welcome to the to the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm uh, glad to be here. Lovely. So tell us a bit about yourself. What did you um, what did you do at university? All right, so I did biomedical science at Deakin Uni uh, all the way back in 2015. Okay. Um, I did that straight out of high school. Um, I didn't utilise the qualification straight away um, for various reasons, mostly due to not being able to get work in the industry. Um, But I worked as a landscaper for on and off for about five years. So when you say, uh, I'll just quickly interrupt you, when you say you couldn't get work in the industry, you're talking about the pharmaceutical industry or the, yes, what you, the, the pharmaceutical industry. Okay, yes. that was my next question, but sorry, keep going. That's so a, landscaper? Yes, so I did um, landscape construction on and off for about five years in between um, and I also ran my own personal training business for about four years um, and that was also during the whole COVID situation as well. Um, so, yeah, lots of different experience in different industries, just trying to make the best of what I can. Um, and, yeah, finally made it into this role uh, back in February this year. Great. And when did you decide that you wanted to go into the pharmaceutical industry? Uh, look, probably towards the end of my undergrad. Um I, I originally went to uni with the intention of continuing on to do medicine, um, but at the end of the undergrad, I was pretty strapped for cash. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really have much of a car. I didn't really have anywhere to live from a um, sort of low socioeconomic background. So I was like, oh, I kind of need to work. Yeah. Um, and I've always liked sort of working with people, meeting new people, things like that. Mm -hmm. I sort of just looked at what my options were and, yeah, just kind of landed on this. And throughout the years when you were in construction and your PT, um, running a PT business, were you constantly applying for jobs within the pharmaceutical industry or did you sort of put that to one side? Absolutely. So pretty much from my last year of uni, I was nonstop applying for roles in the industry. I reckon within my first year of completing my degree, I applied for probably over 200 different roles. Um, I had various interviews and I suppose um, opportunities come up from that, but nothing went all the way through into a job. And then I kind of got a bit annoyed with it um, and like. Obviously, we all need to make money as well. 
so I took it upon myself to try and use my qualifications in another way. Um, that being personal training, I've always been into fitness. Um, so I was like, oh, I can somewhat use it in this. Um, and that worked really well for a few years there. While I was in that role, though, I was always keeping my eye out, looking, speaking to people in the industry where I could. Um, and then after the whole COVID situation, I kind of ramped it up more. Um, in terms of my looking for work. When you but, say ramp, yeah. ramped it up more, what, what do you mean? Being I suppose being more active with looking because um, okay. obviously while I was doing the personal training, I was putting my effort and attention towards that and that went pretty well for a good two years and then sort of during the whole COVID situation, I was like, oh, I've like lost lost a fair bit of work here. Yeah, I just want something more secure cure so mm -hmm. i went back into it again okay. and then yeah eventually after about I suppose another nine months of looking um after i kind of made the call to stop the personal training i eventually um landed this role that i'm in now and did you do you think oh no i'll ask the question differently why do you think it was such a challenge for you to get into the industry without having prior experience did you ever get any feedback with the, you know, this is a couple of years ago, the industry has sort of changed. It's a slow change. But, mm. yeah, what do, you, what do you think the main reason was? I suppose just like for lots of people, the biggest challenge is that initial experience. Like yeah. for me, after all the roles that I applied in, like I felt like I had built up enough experience through other roles and positions like I've been able to prove that I can you know apply myself into lots of different roles but they always kept coming back to you need experience you need experience but how do you acquire that experience without actually being in the industry yeah um and I reached out to sort of various different um recruitment agencies I spoke to or tried to speak to people in the industry I spoke to my uni, the um, career counsellors, and to be honest, they were pretty useless um, <laughs> for the most part. Yeah. And, yeah, eventually, like, I, I ended up landing this role through a an ad in Seek. Oh, okay. Um, Seek. Yeah. I think so, I, that's where I saw this role too. Oh, no, me, it might have been LinkedIn. Oh, yeah, right, right. But um, which was just a bit of luck, I think, in the end. And yeah. I think, yeah, so this was the only place that kind of looked at my experience in, in the other sort of realms um, and, you know, I eventually got the shot. I just find that so um, kind of sort of crazy that it's had to take this long and that many applications and still refusals yes. and you would have reached out to lots of different companies and still they they weren't willing to take someone with no experience and, and train you up. And I think this is a problem that graduates or people um, who want to get into the industry are still facing and we need to we need to find a solution. We need to – I think it's slowly happening, but it's, it's still not quite there. I couldn't agree more. Um, I think unis need to be doing a lot more – in terms of the career counselling. Um, like I, I actually really like the way that TAFE operates. So they will enrol you in a 
course and they will put you with a, with a person in the industry almost immediately so that there is that option there for you to, you know, um, move into that role pretty much as soon as you complete your training, which I think is fantastic. And you're getting Absolutely. that, yeah, that experience as you go. You're yeah. learning the, the real skills exactly of the right. job Whereas in that environment. From my experience, they're very much just want you in and out as quickly as they can and you're pretty much on your own um, once you complete your course um, and there's very minimal, from my experience, support there in terms of putting you into a role where you can actually utilise your qualifications. Yeah, completely agree. Yep, universities. It's you feel you kind of. Um, I always think of it as a child in a cot. You know, you kind of it's you're studying. You're sort of you feel safe, and then all of a sudden you finish yes. your degree, and it's like what next? Off you go. It's you're out of the cot. You're meant to go into the big bed. Well, there's not hasn't been much preparation for that, and it really you have to take it upon yourself, which I think is correct yes you should but as someone so young we sort of need a bit of guidance and we've never done this before and like I said we're sort of in that crib of university and then you have to step out into yes. the real world which some people really do struggle like yourself meaning it took you so long to get into this this industry absolutely or like even at least being provided the option to prove your capacity to work in that role like I've always been pretty confident in my capacity to learn or take on a new role. or and I think with employers, they should be looking at the people that can show a capacity to work, not just looking at is their experience yes or no. Like I think it's more about the actual character of that yeah, person as definitely. well. What made you go into sales? Um. Interesting question. I, I suppose coming from a background in personal training, like that's a very sales-based role. Lots of people probably wouldn't think it. But for me, it's always been about sort of challenging myself as well. If you haven't noticed, I've got a bit of a speech impediment as well, but I've kind of never let that impact back. me or, or the way that I learn or um, take on challenges and things like that. So yeah, I've just always liked to work with people. I think I'm quite a like a uh, likable type person. So you are, <laughs> you are. I confirm. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Did you get any advice as to the advice that was sort of given to me from recruiters and even people in the industry was a sales role when you don't have any experience is a really good way to get a foot in the door mm. um, and a lot of companies do take on people who don't have ne necessarily had any experience in sales or in pharmaceutical industry. Did you get that advice? Did you Have you heard of that or I not at all? I kind of did but it's kind of like what do they really mean by that as well? Like in my eyes, I couldn't really think of a more intensive sales role than running your own business, especially in personal training. Um, like. Yeah. For people that aren't in the industry, there's lots and lots of sales-based work in in that. Like you're constantly trying to chase your own um, leads on your own. There's there's um, mm. nothing prov 
provided to you. You need to do your own marketing, advertising, things like that. So, yeah, like, look, I, I was told to get experience in that role, but to me that was another one of, like, you need experience to get experience again. Yeah, that vicious cycle. Yes, yeah. But so, I think in the end that so obviously worked for me, so, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think companies could do more? What do you think needs to change to open the doors a bit more to get young talents in, mm. young, experienced, or even not necessarily young, inexperienced talents? I think I just need to give people a shot and not just look at them from a from a resume perspective. Like there might be a person that looks perfect on paper, like they've got all the qualifications, they've, they've um, built up some kind of experience, but in reality they might have built that experience up because they – knew a person that was in that industry and they weren't exactly right for that role. But for me, like if, if I were to look at a, a resume and I saw that this person's tried in lots of different roles and they've made an impact and they're, you know, trying, that, that to me tells that that person wants to actually work hard. You yeah. know what I mean? So I suppose looking at experience from other perspectives as well. Different angle, yeah. yeah. Do you use um, LinkedIn? To be honest, I downloaded it when I finished uni. I didn't use it very much because I didn't actually realise the importance of it until now. So once yeah. being in the industry, I can now tell how important it really is because, like, I re-downloaded it once I got this role and then there's just been opportunity after opportunity opportunity posted to me but I think yes if I had sort of my time again I would have spent more time on it um, because it's actually quite a very useful tool it is it's a fantastic tool to network and even see what jobs are out there and also staying um, up to date with what's going on when you follow the right people and the right pages who are posting things about the industry or anything else it's actually a really good way to to keep up up to date absolutely with what's what's going on what advice would you give to someone who's trying to get into the industry and doesn't have experience okay so if you're a person, can, you, sorry, can you try and name three things okay so if you're a person like me and you come from a background where you don't know anybody in the industry jump on linkedin contact me even and just ask me to kind of, I suppose, vouch for you if, if, if I feel like you're the right person to vouch for. Yeah. Um, I think that connection to the industry is absolutely crucial. Um, I would spend, yeah, more time trying to network, um, spend time trying to build up your, your experience in other ways so that you can prove that you would be a valuable person in that role. Okay. Um, so, if, so if you're looking at, say, a role that me and you are in right now, try to pick, and, 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 you, and you can't make it in straight away, try to pick a role that's kind of like that that you can build similar kind of experience in. Yeah. Um, what's that? Is that I think two? that's two. Okay. Third one. One more. Yeah. Yes. Keep, 
trying because I waited over six years for this role. Um, and once I landed it, I was absolutely over the moon. Like I, like, I was in tears. Like I was Aww. so happy. You just need to keep Going. trying. Don't give up. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one thing I say to people who are sort of finding it tough. Don't give up because if you really want it, you will get, get there. And there are great companies like our company's company who yes. will who's given us a shot and is letting us yeah. prove our, our potential. And I think we're doing pretty well. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, our manager's happy. <laughs> with ticket yeah. boxes. No, I'm uh, absolutely wrapped with it all. Right. And it's are good. you enjoying current the role? I am. Um, to be honest, it's people probably won't believe me when I tell them, but it's a lot, a hell of a lot easier than being a PT. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Why is that? Because. Oh, being a PT is tough. It's real tough. Like you need to chase leads. You need to chase income. You need to do all of your own marketing. You don't, there's no sort of, so in this role, we've got instant leads there ready to chase, right? Whereas True. as a yeah. PT, we need to get those leads, then chase them down, um, which is usually the toughest part. I suppose the biggest challenge in this role uh, for me is coming from a background where people wanted to speak to me constantly. People wanted to hear from me. They uh, valued my opinion into this role where we're at times looked as being quite an, quite a pain. Yeah, that, we're not always wanted. Yes, that for me is a bit tough because I try to, you know, I, I like to feel like I'm adding um, value to work, but yeah when it's when it's not feeling like that it's quite challenging <laughs> challenging yeah is the role is this what you thought it was going to be like did you kind of form an idea in your head of what it would be like and then you get on the job and it's not at all what you thought uh, i mean it's close to what i pitched it to be it's probably more how do i put it um i wasn't expecting us to be as well looked after as we are. Like we are seriously well looked after. Like they pay for oh, everything. Okay. They take us everywhere. That for me was a big eye opener because um, I've only ever been kind of self-employed prior to this point. So all yeah. these perks were amazing and I, and I think they are <laughs> um, like it's absolutely awesome. Um, but, yeah, I suppose I expected that we would be more – valued than we are i suppose to mm. the people that we're trying to communicate with um because yeah. that's what we are trying to be we're not trying to be annoying we are trying to add value we are trying to help patients and you know yeah. improve their outcomes and things and things like that so do you think um, it's because we do have the word sales in our our title that's the ultimate sort of you know goal with our role and that's why doctors are can be put off from that yeah look it's obviously our role like obviously the company needs to make money to pay us function. to you know f yeah function what yeah whatever it is but i suppose there is probably a bit of negative bias towards the word sales but i don't know i suppose if we try and just explain to them that that's not what it's all about they might mm. like us a little bit more 
<laughs> yeah. Is that have you ever had to say to whether it's a receptionist or a nurse or a doctor, you know, I'm not just I'm not here to make a sale. That's not what it's all all the 100%. time. All the time. All I try really, to make you, it, I do. Yeah. I try to really play on that I'm here to try and add value. I'm trying to improve your patients' lives. I'm trying to make an impact for the positive because um, that's just the way that I am as well. Like I, I don't think I could I could operate in a way where it was all about money for me. Yeah, because um, it's, no, it's the not. The, yeah, it's not the most important thing to me anyway. Yeah, lovely. Well, I've really enjoyed this episode. Thank you, Brendan, for sharing your your experience and your tips, listeners. I hope you enjoyed the episode as well. Um, and yeah. Thanks, Brendan. That's all right. Uh, I'm pleased to be here and thanks for the time. Hopefully it's been somewhat helpful. Um, And, yeah, if you need any more information, hit me up on LinkedIn. I'm always happy to help. Lovely. Thanks, Brendan. Thanks, Lizzie. Thank you for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe to keep up to date with new episodes and feel free to leave me a review. See you next time.